Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Why We Get Schwasty. Uh Hope you guys are having a lovely week. I'm here with Fergus. Sup. And Ronan. How are we doing? Doing okay. Bye. 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 So this week we are back with Mimology. This is part three. Part three of Mimology. Today we're going to be jumping ahead a bit. We're going to go to the memes of 2012. Oh, golden age. This is where they, yeah. This is where they start to get good. This is, yeah. As Fergus said, I would, I would agree. Uh, the start of, of the golden age of memes, mm-hmm. which maybe we can maybe we can date that properly. Uh, when we finish mumology. Yeah, who wants to go first? I'll go ahead. Uh, so yeah. my one of choice is Eke Homo. Are you familiar with Eke Homo? How do you spell How that? Do you spell that? <laughs> um, it's E-C-C-E space H-O-M-O. You Come will on. recognize this. It's the painting of Jesus that was done. Uh, that uh, someone <laughs> touched up and <laughs> yes. and completely ruined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I was on a list of memes earlier and they that was uh, known as Potato Jesus. <laughs> so if, if anyone else uh, knows it by that name, we're talking about Potato Jesus. Oh, that's good. Because uh, one, one of the things I'm reading here is that... Um, so Eke Homo means... I believe it means behold the man. Uh, Eke being behold, mono man, um, a homo man. Uh, but some people started calling it Eke mono, which means behold the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I was going to say the, the, the restored Jesus. I almost said the touched up Jesus, but that's a bit too <laughs> oh, no. um, contested a phrase. Uh, he he looks like a cartoon, like is it an orangutan? What kind of monkey is that? He looks cute. He looks quite fuzzy. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a painting done in 1930. Originally, it was a fresco on the side of a church in Italy, and uh, over over a lot of time, it reached well 2012. And this beautiful, amazing painting of Jesus on a scroll, uh, it, it was f- deteriorating, it was flaking, it was falling apart. And so the, the church it was on organized for someone to come in and, and touch it up and re- remaster it, if you will, HD re-release. Um, and very nicely, <laughs> a, a local woman from the town, from the small Italian town, she offered her services, and the church said, oh, brilliant, come on, come on in, you can do it. And she stood there uh, every day, it says, uh, just in broad daylight on the outside of the church. So I'm surprised no one stopped her. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then she finished, and it looks like a smudgy monkey. 
and she completely <laughs> she completely ruined <laughs> this beautiful picture of Jesus. There's not much like definition in the face, especially like kind of like the the face just kind of kind of gets I know like pushed in to the beard, and it's kind of like there's no. I love what and looks like the uh, eyes the, as well, the gaping open mouth. <laughs> him just going oh his eyes are just pitch black like the the whites of his eyes like a, are, are black like a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> i i do like that she seemed from this interview i'm reading very genuine in her attempt to um it, it came from a place of love not vandalism mm-hmm. um yes she was trying her best basically i'll be clear i'll be clear i wouldn't be able to do a better job no absolutely I, not i'm a terrible I, um painter i admire just the 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 gall to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah she saw a problem and she tried her best to fix it basically there was a um, quote i read um which i've now i've now lost i can't find it uh but from someone talking about her and saying who are we to judge this is one woman's pure vision of her lord and savior uh unaffected by any corruption of artistic education (laughs) (laughs) that's such a that's such a political way of phrasing i know (laughs) such a backhanded compliment as well (laughs) Uh, but uh there was some good that came of this uh because it became a tourist attraction and raised more than 50,000 euros for a local charity. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, and, that's really in just the spirit of Jesus, isn't it? Yeah. And the money that came to the church, uh, because with all the new people coming and visiting and donating, they were able to hire a few attendants and fund a home for retirees. And so it ended up being quite a good thing. Uh, though oh, okay. it's unclear whether or not the woman who did it actually saw any of the money. Um, mm. But I suppose that's probably fair yeah, considering she, yeah, she went to charity. Yeah, she wasn't doing it for the money. Yeah, she was doing it for since then. The love. Since then, there have been a few of these now um, on the internet. I think there was another. There was one in Spain, and then there was a mm. there was a statue. I'm looking at um, the statue now. <laughs> have you seen the statue on? I can't remember what the statues of Saint George. Uh, I'm, Saint seeing, George? I'm seeing a 16th century wooden figure of Saint George. Um, who just now looks like an action figure. <laughs> uh, that's, I wasn't even talking about that one, but yes. And I, not, not even an action figure, like a, a blow-up doll in knight's armour. <laughs> These cold, dead, lifeless eyes. <laughs> Another one I'm seeing is the so-called potato head of Palencia. <laughs> uh, which looks like it was a. I think that's st- the one in Spain, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a statue. Uh, it was in 2020, it seems. It was oh a statue among among other statues, all looking beautiful. Yeah. And then it just literally looks like instead of a head, <laughs> it's just got a potato head. Looks like one of the I don't know. It's giving me like Alien from Toy Story vibes. <laughs> it looks like it's got um like the eye and the forehead kind of like um 
you know, like the Dick Dalek from uh, Doctor Who, which had kind of the one, <laughs> the the one eye in the middle. Yes, yeah, with like the dicks hanging off the side of his face. Yeah, the yeah. human yeah. Dalek. Nineteen uh, thirties gangster Dalek sec. <laughs> <laughs> You think I'm funny? Funny how? <laughs> well, hey, on account see. of the, on account of the We're dicks on your face, see. Dalek said. Yeah. It's like kind of like sex toy Cyclops from the 1930s uh, with Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Garfield, not as Spider-Man, unfortunately. Um. Oh, that would have been a great episode, <laughs> Spider-Man. Fighting weird gangster Dalek. Sex toy cyclops. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, spiderweb, see? <laughs> uh, that's actually a good segue into, into my meme. Yeah, my, my meme is also from 2012, which, as we know, had a lot of quite uh, prominent, famous or infamous memes. Uh, it was the year of Coney, 2012. Oh, wow. I remember seeing that, that thumbnail of, like, the, you know, the earth, you know, like the opening thumbnail of that video just thousands of times in a row on my news feed. I thought I'd been hacked. Um, could, could we talk about Coney for a second? Yeah, sure. Do we, do we remember the facts of what happened? Uh, just the fact that the the guy who was kind of in charge, the face of the movement, not Coney. Um, mm. Didn't he um, get in some like... Pu- caught yeah. publicly, publicly masturbating, yeah. I believe. Yes. Um, which was bizarre. Which is such a strange thing, um, considering... And it was such a huge movement um, to catch Joseph Coney, who's still at large, I believe. <laughs> Whenever I heard it, because it was referred to largely as Coney 2012, it makes it sound like it's a pro-Coney thing. Like you're trying to get him elected. Yeah, Coney for president. (laughs) Uh, Which I know, I know some years down the line will be a soundbite taken out of context uh, of me just saying Coney 2012, Coney for president. You too, Ronan. It was the most liked video on YouTube at the time. First ever video to reach one, one million likes. Wow. Uh, it was completely obliterated, I believe, later that year by Gangnam Style in terms of mm. the record. Um, uh, of course. Uh, and as we all know, of course, the world ended uh, on December 21st of that year. Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, 2012, what a year. What a year. Um, my meme is uh, the, 2020, the 2012 meme, uh, Masturbating Spider-Man. Uh, which you oh. you may remember as a series of image macros of uh, a screenshot from the 1960s Spider-Man cartoon of Spider-Man uh, sitting behind the desk, and the top line would be something along the lines of uh, seeing all my friends on Facebook having interesting lives, and then the bottom line would always be, but I'm just sitting here masturbating, uh, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here masturbating. Um. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, as 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 is custom, um, as you're saying that, I quickly t- I went on Google, typed in "masturbating Spider-Man" to try and bring up the meme to have a a visual reference. Um, brought that up and clicked on the first link, uh, not, not looking at what it was. <laughs> it was Pornhub. <laughs> it, it was literally Pornhub. 
<laughs> and um, oh, because, going back to Google, there was a Know Your Meme directly beneath it. So I think I must have peripherally seen that. Um, mm. And then I was just looking at a man in a Spider-Man onesie <laughs> with his dick out. <laughs> Um, but no, this meme was part of a series of, of memes uh, with screenshots, ta- reappropriating screenshots from the 1960s cartoon, uh, usually mm-hmm. portraying Spider-Man as some sort of perverted, nihilistic, absurd character, sitting around jerking off, uh, giving drugs to children, uh, doing all sorts of strange things. Um, but this was the most famous one, of course. So in my research, I found that uh, this meme first kind of proliferated on Reddit, uh, from a 2012, August 14th, 2012 post on r funny called This Is How I Feel when I scrolled down my news feed. Um, although many of the comments there did suggest that this was a repost and then about 50% of them said this was a repost. But yeah, um, interesting that you mentioned uh, yourself Googling uh, this meme just now, Ronan, because I looked at the mm. Google metrics uh, from this. So when uh, this search term kind of peaked and spiked uh, online. And obviously, October 2012, uh, a few months after the initial meme is posted, is when it really takes off. But, interestingly enough, the highest peak, and this could be a fluke from Google, because I don't know how Google Metrics works, uh, the highest peak of people searching for masturbating Spider-Man comes in October 2004, eight years before the meme. (laughs) Uh, why is that? I was wondering. The Tobey Maguire film? It's the year... My ninth the... birthday. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Um, let's talk more about that after this is done. Uh, um, it, it is the year that Spider-Man 2 came out. It was October... Uh, not October, it was 2004. And it was the month before the DVD came out uh, for that film. So I guess people just couldn't wait to watch the DVD to jerk off to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Um, they had to Google it instead. Is that the reason behind it? That's the only reason I could come up. I mean, yeah, why else would you be searching that? But you wouldn't search up Spider-Man masturbating. You'd just search up Spider-Man, no? Well, maybe they... In this world where, where you have a Spider-Man fetish, I suppose it wouldn't really matter. But it would help hmm. if, if you saw Spider-Man getting a bit frisky with it. Yeah, But does he in the second film? Uh, yeah, the whole movie is just him. Did I watch the wrong one? <laughs> maybe I watched a different version of it yeah, you did, did you click the first one? link when you googled it you only clicked the second one that's uh... um, but I did want to kind try and tie this together to our modern era of memes that we find ourselves in the, the post postmodern era of memes because um, Tobey Maguire's movies have in recent years uh, had somewhat of a meme mm. renaissance mm-hmm. in a similar vein to these 60s Spider-Man memes where Spider-Man is just characterized as this horrible uh, nihilistic pervert um, <laughs> like primarily in Facebook shitposting groups the the key yeah. the core offender of which is um, Spider-Man shitslinging which is <laughs> <laughs> it's the names uh, of these groups that I love <laughs> <laughs> um, 
like most... Fergus, obviously a founding member. <laughs> uh, I will not deny that I, I check in to see what the latest arc, because they have story arcs of memes. in. Well, in as a member group. of oh, the incredible. board, you, you have to be involved. <laughs> it's true. Um, but like a lot of these shitposting groups, you do have to wade through a lot of shit. Uh, there is a lot of like, I don't know, rather uh, problematic content um, mm. on these pages. Um but some damn funny stuff too. My favorite of which uh, I am going to send to you in the chat now. Um, it's a meme that doesn't star Spider-Man himself, but rather stars um, one of the side characters from the 2004 film. Uh, but I think it perfectly encapsulates um, how these kind of memes take these beloved characters and just decide to, to ruin them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. <laughs> it is, of course, the scene when Spider-Man is rushing to deliver a pizza at the beginning of the film. Uh, he runs into an alleyway, tra- uh, changing into his Spider-Man costume, uh, and swings through the, the streets to, to get to his destination quicker, uh, accidentally leaving a box of pizza on somebody's balcony, uh, we see Spider-Man uh, swing a bit, uh, and this guy comes out onto the balcony and takes a slice of the pizza. Spider-Man uses his web to get the box back, but it's too late. One of the slices is already in this guy's hands. He's about to take a nice bite of this pizza, and of course, like all of us do, when we uh, when we eat pizza, he thinks to himself, "I sure do love pizza. I hope nobody comes on it." Uh, and Spidey shoots a big ropey web. Right at the pizza pizza, which in the original context of the film, of course, was him reclaiming the pizza. Um, but it's quite clever what they've done here. Do you, do you get what they've done? Mm-hmm. They've, they've, they've said that Spider-Man's web, that, do you see, they've equated it. It's, it's a the, clever recontextualizing of the original media. Yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I highly recommend you all um, check out this meme because I think it is a great example of what postmodern art can be. <laughs> uh, we'll link there's also it. the, the I, I think it's from the same film where there was another meme where Spider-Man he confronts this guy but then like jumps over him and like go, like flies off and he says something really quickly and they switch the audio with uh, Channing Tatum uh, in 22 Jump Street my name Jeff <laughs> my name Jeff <laughs> have, you, have you seen do you know the meme I'm talking about mm. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Every time I'm reminded of my name, Jeff, I can't name stop Jeff. laughing. But those those or, Tobey Maguire films, they're such a treasure trove of memes, like the Star Wars prequels, because everything is just so over the top. And without the context of the rest of the film, just nothing quite makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I apologise. It was the scene where Mary Jane tries to, like, talk to Spider-Man... <laughs> And she grabs him, and I, I'm presuming I, I'm. I think she says like, "Who are you?" or, or like, "What's your name?" And then he says something, and then runs off. <laughs> and that's the meme that they changed to many things. But I, one of my favorite was definitely my name. <laughs> my name, Jeff. Shall we move on mm-hmm. to the last meme? Indeed, the final meme. Ever. Yeah, there's a lot of memes. But the meme I'm going with is 
that photobombing Stingray. Mm, yeah. Which was, of course, taken at Stingray City in Cayman, oh. Cayman Islands. Um, which I don't remember it being huge, but um, it definitely found its way around. And I think the main joke was uh, it was like the Stingray is like a creepy guy at the club or something. And because the Stingray is like almost vertical out of the water and it's kind of like hugging there's three women in the water and they're at this place called stingray city where you go and these stingray they're quite friendly and you can go and kind of feed them and and yeah you you spend time with them and then one of them is kind of out of the water and almost hugging them um and they're all all three of them are terrified of this slimy stingray. Um, especially the, the girl in the middle who's presumably screaming uh, by the look on her face. Uh, the girl on the on the left of the photo looks like she's just been sick. Like She, it, she looks absolutely horrified by what's happening. And because of the way the stingray is, it's... it's what do you call it? The undercarriage of the stingray is is, is visible. It's like a it's a semi truck, <laughs> which we never see. Right? We never see it, and it, it just looks like a, a, a like a face, two eyes, and a line. It's not its eyes. The eyes are on top, but I think that's what made it funny. It's kind of it has this kind of weird facial expression. Yeah, it looks like it's the happiest one there of of the four. <laughs> yeah, he's happy to be there. Yeah, it looks like he doesn't spend much time with people and he's just glad to have some friends, but doesn't quite know how he feels about it. <laughs> All right, so that was my meme of 2012. Mm, uh, good meme, good shall meme. Shall we? Yeah. Top meme. Some great memes. All right, so yeah, ne- sorry, next sorry. week we'll be jumping um, eras. We'll be jumping into the next era of memes, which is probably around 2015. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Time for our Wikipedia concept of the week. Excellent. Roll jingle. As we all know, the universe was created in 1977 with the release of the first Star Wars film. Here's our Wikipedia concept of the week. All right, who wants to go first? I can do it. Um, yeah. So, had a look this week on the old Wikipedia, and I came across uh, a comic book series from the year 2000 um, about uh, the Jedi Council in the years leading up to The Phantom Menace, so before episode one. It's mm-hmm. got like Yoda in it, it's got Mace Windu in it, it's got a bunch of our favourites, and a few new characters. Uh, this series was called Jedi Council, Acts of War. Uh, and, yeah, it was, it was fairly well regarded. Um, I'd like to speak specifically today about one of the characters introduced in this comic. Um, his name was Bates. And he, Bates. And he was a Jedi Master. Jedi Master <laughs> Bates. <laughs> no. Oh, 
<laughs> yes. Oh, come on. Jedi Master Bates. Um, I don't have a huge amount to say about him other than his name, which I will repeat again now. <laughs> Jedi Master Bates was a character uh, added into the series by the writer, a guy called Randy Stradley. And he was added entirely as a prank on uh, Lucas Licensing's comic editor, a lady called Sue Rossini. <laughs> Sounds like it. Who apparently in all her works uh, repeatedly referred to Jedi always by their full titles every single time. So Jedi Master Yoda, not just Yoda. Jedi Master Windu, not just Windu, uh, Mace Windu. Uh, so he added <laughs> Bates as a meme, basically, just to see if she would, if she would do it for him. <laughs> she did. She <laughs> made it into the comic. <laughs> That's great. Um, so he's, he's B-A-Y-T-S, yes. by the way. Full name, Soon Bates. So he's actually <laughs> referred to as Jedi Master Bates in his full title, Incredible. <laughs> uh, he's another, like uh, Pablo Jill from last week, he's another uh, victim of General Grievous. Um, there's a joke in there about Grievous stealing his lightsaber, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, do you get it? Because the, the lightsaber would... It's, yep, it's, yeah, you get it. It's um, phallic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And his name his name sounds like masturb masturbation. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Like Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man does, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the only other person in the world who does that. Uh yeah, not a particularly long one today, but I just needed to needed to get that off I my mean, chest. Just knowing that that exists is great. Uh, he was a big fan of um, of jizz, I believe. He has us all people. Just to clarify, um, was it a joke or like a, like a prank? Or was it like revenge was it because there was a disagreement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it a trap? <laughs> uh, I think from what I could tell, it was just a, uh, a simple, um, uh, a simple, gentle, friendly prank. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That's fair enough. I also like how, I, I do like how his first name is Soon. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Soon Bates. <laughs> Me I like the um, there's there's a bit of artwork of him being killed by Grievous, um, except it it does look a little bit as if Grievous is cradling him in his arms, uh, with <laughs> with uh, Jedi Master Bates kind of reclining, leaning back with his head in Grievous's <laughs> hand, his legs spread apart, and Grievous <laughs> clutching his lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> above his legs. There's while, the... like, while everyone says, uh, 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 crush. Uh, yeah, I do like that sound effect as well. Crush. Crush. Oh, so I guess what's happening there is his head's being caved oh, yeah. in. Which that one? Bit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he is, he is just firmly grasping uh, at Jedi Master Bates' head there. Um... Some cool artwork, though. It's really very dig, cool. Yeah, Grievous style. looks a lot better than he ever did in the films. 
bong hit Grievous, just coughing his lungs up. <laughs> oh, is, it, is that his first name? I didn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> we got Soon Bates, we got Sheev Palpatine, we got bong hit Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, uh, yeah. I think that's up there with Sleazy Gabano. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> hey, best you want a you want a masterpiece? <laughs> you want a masterpiece? <laughs> 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 are Jedi are Jedi allowed to masturbate? Because I know they're not allowed to like be romantically involved with people. Hmm. Um, mm. They probably probably are because the issue for them is is their connection with someone else. It's compromising their emotions. Mm. Whereas, as we all know, masturbation is stone cold. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Ronan, what was your Wikipedia of the week? All right, so mine is Rock Wizard. <laughs> Not the Rock Wizard, just Rock Wizard. Uh, the quote here, of course, is, what can he do? He's just a rock. <laughs> um, he is a wizard made of rocks whose magic seems to be comprised of throwing rocks. <laughs> So the story is here, is that this is a character from the weird and, as far as I can tell, terrible animated Ewoks show. And so the, the Ewoks are our main characters, Wicket and, and, and the others. I'm sure they have names. Um, Wicket and Wicked. W- Wicked, Wicked uh, the Wicked Kid. Uh, they, they meet um, some people called the Travelling Jindas who are the kids kind of nomadic people. Yeah, so they, they, they were merchants. They travelled around Endor. And they were just the fun people who, who the Ewoks met for one episode. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it. Uh, but then in the next episode, it revealed there was, there was actually a secret dark history with the travelling Jindas. There was a reason they were nomadic. They were forced to. So uh, the story is that they met this great, powerful, ancient being called Rock Wizard. They lived with Rock Wizard. Rock Wizard protected them, presumably by throwing rocks at predators. And in return, they fed Rock Wizard. Uh, There's a wonderful picture of Rock Rock Wizard eating what looks like a cheesecake. <laughs> He's, there's a picture below. I don't know if you're going to talk about about his the, about his legs or or lack of. Oh yes, he's what uh, the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> He's just got two boulders for legs. He's just a huge monolith with a face and two arms. <laughs> How does he move around? I guess does he kind of like hop. No, I get the impression he he disappears under the earth and bursts back up again. But I'm basing that on almost nothing. I love how in most of these pictures he's got glowing red eyes like that, that meme of Steve Harvey going real shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like that Pokemon uh, oh, Pikachu. Oh, Diglett. Diglett. <laughs> Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <Not> Pikachu. <laughs> so, so Rock Wizard lived happily with the traveling Jindas, or the 
then not traveling genders. Was uh, he one of them? Was he a gender or was he just a rock? No, no, he was just like this like ancient earth spirit that they like struck a bargain with. Okay. Uh, so he would throw rocks at anyone who came to them and they would give him cheesecake. Uh, but then, <laughs> you know, as you do with ancient deities... <laughs> Uh, a rock wizard then ate... Oh, he is referred to as the rock wizard here. That's less fun. Did it have to be cheesecake? Um, that's what I'm just looking at, at that picture. It like looks New, a little, New York a little star bit like cheesecake. It. It's got a cherry on top. It looks nice. Uh, but he ate something from them and chipped a tooth. What? How? He's made of stone. <laughs> made of rocks. And he's eating cakes. Uh, so he's made of rocks. He, he took the, the natural assumption of what was happening in this situation and figured that the gingers were trying to poison him. Because, you know, your tooth chips off when you eat poison things. Uh, so right, yeah. he, he said, fuck <laughs> these gingers. Uh, so this curse that was put on these people was that if they stayed in one place too long, rocks would fall from the sky and kill them. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they were what? forced to become nomadic, because if they stayed in one place for more than one day, they would be crushed by rocks. Because, that's horrible. because of the rock wizard. <laughs> because of the rock wizard. And so when they meet when they meet the Ewoks, the Ewoks are like, nah, it's cool. Stay with us. You're good. And they're like, okay, I guess we can, you know, chill out a little bit. And they stay with the Ewoks for a couple of days. And then rocks appear and start killing them. <laughs> so how does how does this work? Do, like if they leave the planet, will the rocks follow them? Well, hmm. Surely they could be could have been used to destroy like the Death Star and stuff. Then <laughs> uh, unclear. Well, I think this whole thing is set a while before the events of the films. I think right. Ewoks live a long time, and this is about like several decades to maybe a hundred years before they meet our heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to the Rock Wizard? So what happened was Logre. Whose, whose name I remember now, after seeing it. Uh, he's, the, he's the shaman um, Ewok who we meet in Return of the Jedi. Uh, he summons the spirit of the Spirit of Light. Oh. Of course, is, the natural yeah. enemy to rocks. <laughs> a light. <laughs> uh, who, who, Not who paper. is a deity of the... Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they should have done. They should have just, like... Summoned a big piece of paper and the whole situation would have been solved. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that piece of paper from the old, like, um, PC things that used to come up and say, like, hey, do you want to... What was that program? Yeah, the, the, the paperclip on... Yeah, that was... Yeah, the, the paperclip. Was, <laughs> I know it was a paper. It wasn't a scroll. What am I thinking? It's the scroll from... Um, the map from Dora, Dora the, the Explorer. Explorer. That's yes. what shows up. Okay, so they need to get the map from Dora to come and murder the rock wizard. <laughs> To smother him to death. That's what these Ewoks and Jinders are missing. Come on, obvious solution here, guys. Dora, famous um, m- uh, member of the Ewok. Famous community. enemy of the Rock Wizards uh, in, mm-hmm. in official Star Wars canon, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Whoa, okay, that's um, <laughs> blowing my mind because um, there was a note somewhere that the Jinders were attacked by something called the Scandit. Yeah, who, who are basically, if you find Scandit, uh, they're on that page somewhere, also spelled S-K-A-N-D-I-T. They're foxes wearing bandit masks. Like Swiper. <laughs> no <Dora>. way. No <laughs> way. 
<laughs> it's exactly it's the it's a swiper. It's a swiper from yeah. <laughs> the Explorer. It's swiper. And so the Scandits are who are who the Rock Wizards um, cast the Jinders out to deal with once he gave up their protection. Oh my god. This is a bit too like weird. What the hell? They're literally foxes with um with like m- with masks, like the hamburger yeah, with, mask. Exactly, with masks and except they're blue. They're blue foxes with with capes and what look to be like giant beans on sticks. Uh, so the way this was resolved was that uh, they summoned the spirit of light to kind of protect them for a little bit, which made the rock wizard show up himself and say, "Hey, what's the deal? Why aren't you being murdered by rocks?" Um, but the the B plot in all of this was that someone had recovered the tooth of the rock wizard, and that had been passed around all the Ewoks. And eventually, Wicket, our our hero from Return of the Jedi, he ended up with it as I believe a necklace. So when the rock mm. wizard showed up himself, his eyes glowed, glowed red. He went full Steve Harvey. He was going to kill them all himself. <laughs> uh, and but then he realized that the tooth was here, and Wicket gave him the tooth, and he realized, "Wow, I did just chip a tooth. You weren't trying to poison me. I guess we're cool now." It sounds like it's trying to be some sort of like fable something yeah i suppose it was a children's show so it's likely they could have been working in some moral it did air in the 80s so that's quite likely as well think think twice before you murder your friends (laughs) with rocks (laughs) (laughs) don't summon giant rocks from the sky have a conversation always visit your dentist before you move to murder your friends (laughs) (laughs) always Always visit a dentist before you summon foxes <laughs> to, to, to be your accomplices in, in murder. Are you an ancient deity tormenting uh, the indigenous people of a forest moon? Call your dentist today. Nine out of ten dentists hate him. <laughs> the other one's been smothered by a map. <laughs> Oh, that's great. My God. Well, there you go. That's the le- the lesson from this week. I wonder... Um, I don't know, lots of kings talked about on this show. I wonder, wonder if there's any relation to the meat lump king. Because mm. um, we all know can also be beaten um, if he's smothered with a giant map. Um, as, can, as most mortal beings... Uh, can be yeah. Also, if he's eaten by foxes, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, Master Jedi Master Bates was, of course, beaten. <laughs> yes, he was by Grievous. He was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Felipe, what's your <laughs> Wikipedia? I was going to say meme. There, what's your Wikipedia? Not going to lie, I struggled to find anything of value, but I'll give you uh-huh. one silly one. Because I don't know why it's here. Plasticine. <laughs> Plasticine was a building material. It was used to make <laughs> dolls. End of article. <laughs> That's it. My actual uh, creature is the Ziskel. Ziskel or Zeiss. 
Ziskel. Let's go with Ziskel. Z double Y S K E L. Ziskel. Ziskel was a male Gand criminal during the Galactic Civil War <laughs> who looks if you imagine kind of like like a like a mosquito who goes to the gym who can wield who can wield like a sword from RuneScape. That's kind of what he looks like. Ziskel was a male Gan criminal living during the Galactic Civil War imprisoned on Belsavis by the Galactic Republic. The Gand were a, were a sentient species of humanoids that xenobiologists believe to have evolved from an insect genus that inhabited the ammonia gas of the planet Gand. So they're named after the planet. Yeah, they kind of look like yeah, little bugs, just heavily equipped with firearms. They remind me of the um, the Geono the Geono. Oh, the Geonosians. The Geonosians from Geonosis, the kind of other bug creatures. Mm. It says here, if a gand was dismembered, it would regrow a lost limb in a few days. Mm. Helpful. Mm -hmm. Especially for lightsaber training. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many dismembered Padawans we don't see. Just off screen, down in, in the... In the basement of the Jedi Temple. Yeah, they never make it. They're like forgotten. They don't really have a good like backup because they never went to school and big issues there. <laughs> yeah, they were basically just absorbed into this cult and then lost a limb or two. And now they're... And yeah, became useless to the cult. Fucked for life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So finally on, 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 the, on, the home uh, on the home planet of Gand, there was ammonia in the atmosphere in the atmosphere and they hadn't evolved to deal with this i suppose so during their whole uh, life they had to wear respirators over their mouths to breathe in oxygen so their home planet was trying to kill them from birth wow they've had no, a it's a it's a warning about global warming do you think yes, this is humans in is is this what we're going to turn into it's time to change the gand the gand should not leave gand it is not the way, said someone called Chirk. <laughs> Chirk. Chirk. Didn't he like Churchill? Yes, Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. He's the Gand equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your Gand equivalent, Fergus? My my name as a gun. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, um, I don't think that's for me to say. I think that's. What do you listeners think? What do you think my name would be as a gand? Yeah, send us in your gand names. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be to to have a gand name is just kind of. A semi-funny, shorter version of you, the name you already have, um, of, your, of your last name. You drop the first name and you just go by... I suppose yours will be Owls. Owls. Like... Yeah. Oh, Owls. I thought you said Owls, like the, the no, animal like owls, we have like here elf. on Earth. The winged creatures. Owls. Alien life form. Owls. Mm -hmm. I actually typed in Alf into Wikipedia 
hoping something would come up. And it has. Except it says nothing in, in there. It says AlfWiki. So it takes me to a separate site. That's AlfWiki, which is a Wikipedia totally <laughs> devoted to the character of Alf. Yes. Okay, next week a deep dive into Alf lore. Yes, please. <laughs> I've never really watched uh, the Alf show, but it also has um, its random page function, which I think... <laughs> I'm just going on here. Uh, I just clicked on the random page function on ALF. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Prancer came up. Prancer is one of Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Eight flying reindeer. Just not talk about the reindeer. (laughs) It's just a picture of a reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) What, just a a real life normal reindeer? reindeer. Nice. That's that's the quality content you can expect from next week in our deep the deep dive into elf lore. Just normal animals. <laughs> yep, I've just done it as well, and I got slugs. <laughs> I got the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> I got I got I've done it again. I've gotten Little Red Riding Hood. But it's not, it's not the fairy tale. It's just an animated picture of Alf riding a little red hood, uh, wearing a little red hood, riding a motorcycle. <laughs> and I think that um, coffee, that third cup of coffee I've drunk has gone to my head. So I think I am getting close to what we might call schwasty. Um, <laughs> as it stands. So it begins. So it begins. I feel detached from my body. <laughs> And as if not from this world. Should we leave the, not just Wikipedia, just kind of general space talk there for this week? Yes. With Alf. I believe we should. Was not expecting to be talking about Alf today, but... Alien life or You never know what to expect on this podcast. All right. We've come to the end of the show. Uh, it's time for recommendations. Who wants to go first? I've got a pretty good one. Uh, so, by all means. So I've been reading a book. I've been reading uh, the journals, memoirs, autobiography of Michael Collins, not the uh, IRA terrorist. <laughs> uh, so not the terrorist, oh. the astronaut. He was. He was on Apollo 11 with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, and he was the one who stayed in the in the ship when they went down to the moon. He he didn't get no. off the ship, right? He famously he didn't actually mm-hmm. touch the yeah, moon. He, Did he not want to, or was he like not allowed to? It just wasn't. It wasn't the plan. Um, he's been quite open and honest about it. How it was just like, oh, yeah. Um, the mission was always going to be two people go down, one person stays up. We were chosen for that team. I was the pilot. That's that's the deal. Mm. Uh, so, but the, the reason this is good is that, uh, despite this being the the story of the guy who was left alone and didn't didn't get the chance of a lifetime, uh, it's really really funny. So he's just he's a really mm. normal 
kind of weird guy. Uh, so I've got I've got a couple <laughs> quotes here that are extracts from the actual transcripts of of the Apollo Eleven flight. Um, let me find that. There we go. Uh, so it was a hope. <laughs> yeah. Buzz Aldrin famously punching a guy in the face after someone told him to his face that the moon landings weren't real. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, because you, you always think about these big momentous moments of the launch and the landing, the first foot down and the flag in, forgetting there are four days of them just kind of Ooh. sitting on the ship waiting for them to get to the moon. Uh, it yeah. took four days. Uh, and and the transcripts from those are very funny. So this conversation here between Michael Collins and Mission Control. Houston, Apollo 11, uh, we've been doing a little flight planning for Apollo 12 up here. This is Michael Collins. Er, Roger, go ahead. We've been trying to calculate how much spaghetti and meatballs we can get on board for Al Bean, who's piloting the next mission. Uh, I'm not sure the spacecraft will take that much extra weight. Have you made any estimates? Oh, it'll be close. Oh, I think this is Houston. Uh, the medics of the next console report that the shrew is one animal which can eat six times its own body weight every 24 hours. This may be a satisfactory baseline for your spaghetti calculations on Al Bean. Over. Okay, thank you. That's in work. <laughs> banter. Banter. Space banter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's the um, crazy. the book's called Carrying the Fire, and it's mm. a story from his his early days as a as an Air Force test pilot joining the astronaut team, eventually being picked for Apollo Eleven. Um, he's still alive, he's still yeah. Alive. He's he's ninety now, I think. Oh, he's the, yeah, he's the he only one be... isn't he? of those three. No, no, yeah, Buzz, Buzz is still alive. Yeah, Buzz is around. Buzz yeah, Buzz, he shows up in the occasional Transformers movie. But didn't Buzz die last year? I thought no. he did, yeah, didn't he? Unless I missed something. Oh no, have I just admitted live on air that I've... Well, no, he, he's still alive. Okay, okay, still okay. Oh, he is. Edwin Eugene Who's... Aldrin. Buzz. Junior. Buzz, as his friends know him. Uh, yeah, so I can recommend that book. It's just the story of uh, an astronaut's life, but it's very, very funny and just very casual and completely without all the... Or the grandiosity and gravitas that we usually associate with these things. Just very down to earth, ironically. Carrying the fire. <laughs> um, I have been struggling long and hard to think of something to recommend this week because I haven't really done a whole lot this week. Um, reading or watching or otherwise that I haven't talked about before. Could be something old. Um, so I guess I mentioned last week, but it wasn't my recommendation that I started watching Veep. The mm. HBO. Nice. I will. I'll second yeah, that. Armando Iannucci um, satire. Uh, watched just plowing through the seasons. So I'm into like season four now. I think so good. Check it out. It's Julia Louis Dreyfus. Hilarious. From, uh, of course, from Seinfeld as well. Yes, and uh, New Adventures of Old Christine as well. Old Christine. Uh, yeah. Shout out to that show as well. Yeah, just really funny. Um, I feel like satire as a whole has been kind of like changed by just the last four years of global politics, but this still still holds up. It's really funny. 
Um, not much to say beyond that because I haven't finished it. Again, I'm only in season four. Uh, but yeah. Is it very much in the same style as Armando Iannucci's other political satires? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like the thick of it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very uh, quick, it's very snappy, but it's also just, um, I don't know, these people in immense positions of power just being silly humans, <laughs> doing silly human things. Funny that. Uh, I, I was wondering when I first heard of Veep because the thick of it is so British in its insults. It's not quite as How Veep was going to translate. Like, you don't have a Malcolm Tucker character caught, you know saying mm. just these horrendous things but some of the insults but are still yeah are really funny uh, and just brutal but not quite as uh, uh it feels a bit more palatable than just hearing peter capaldi talk about getting people to kiss his sweaty balls and stuff <laughs> but at the same time it's it's because when you sometimes when i think of americans swearing or insulting i just think you know fuck you fuck you fuck that you know not much very direct to the point but veep they're quite creative um with their yeah, insults quite, just like the quite lyrical it. at points as well um mm. very snappy dialogue good stuff nice. i'll second that with you um my recommendation is an old one from 20 years Ooh. ago now oh it's an album called simple things by a band called zero seven this came out in 2001. It's uh, super chill, kind of trip hop. I think people have called, like, labeled it kind of chill step. But it's kind of just really relaxing. Half of it's like instrumental trip hop music. Yeah, the, this band, I don't think they're, they're around anymore. It's this duo known as Zero Seven who used to make these kind of, these, yeah trip hop records um really nice t- to listen to when when you just want to chill really uh, yeah really cool music and it is when people think of that kind of music now they think a bit more electronic but it's no it's more like in- instrument based and it has um a f- uh, zero seven were frequent collaborators with an upcoming singer at the time uh uh, known as Sia, mm. who features on the record a couple times and is a and was a collaborator with the band many years ago, way before she rose to fame on her own, which is oh, cool. God, I'm looking this up now, and you said it's from 20 years ago, and just immediately mm. my mind was like, oh, it's from, it's from like the 80s then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish, man. Fuck. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's from yeah. the year two- um, Yeah. Great record. Every song's a banger. Super chill if you just want to kind of have some music in the background and just bop along. Um, really nice. Half, Yeah, about half of it's instrumental, half of it with some lyrics. Um, it's nice seeing Sia, hearing Sia sing something a bit different than what we're used to. We're used to the big pop dance kind of bangers especially when she first came out with like david getter and stuff like that this is much more soulful and but yeah that's my recommendation this week very nice have to give it a listen well that brings us to the end of the episode we hope you enjoyed today's episode i do have one question though do we think um we've managed to to answer 
why yeah, we get Schweizer. Definitely. Yeah, Masturbating Spider-Man, that's it. Yeah, yep. done. You think? I think that's it. The, the oh. show is done. Uh, uh-huh. Is that it? We're yeah, done. I think we got it. Um, yeah. Um, well, actually, no. Uh, having said, I think that might have been a bit hasty um, because um, it, surely if Masturbating Spider-Man were why we got Schwasty, I mean, on some level, I think we would have known that the whole time. Mm. Um, um, <laughs> so I actually think maybe some more research needs to be conducted. It could, in fact, uh, could be on the right track. It could be the other fictional characters masturbating uh, is why we get Schwasty, but I don't think yeah. we have enough I think we'll have to go away and spend a week doing some research, all Googling, um, all Googling masturbating Spider-Man on our own individually. Uh, to see if you can, yeah, or because there might be some confusion because you also got Jed, Jedi Master, of course, of bait course, as well, baits. So there's a bit of confusion there as well. I suppose. Well, like I, I guess we got to do an episode <sighs> next week as, again. Um, I suppose. God. Yeah. So um, if if you want to help us find out why we get Shwasty, then please. Listen next week and send in your reasons of why you get Shwasty to why we get Shwasty at gmail.com and check out our Instagram at why we get Shwasty and our brand new Facebook page where you'll also see some updates from the show. Um, and quick shout out to our good friend oh, Max, Max Rebo. Rebo. Um, who's doing all right this week? From what I heard, um, he'll be he'll be on the show very soon when he's feeling up to but, it. Uh, yeah, don't yeah, want to rush him. Yeah. In, in the meantime, you, you can check out his Instagram at the Real Max Rebo. Um, he's got some great stories there. Um, really uh, emotional, poignant um, things. Real going deep on dive into that. the mind of a recovering um, recovering spice addict. Uh, that's something that intrigues you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you next Bye-bye. week. Bye bye. Bye.